You know what I need to do? I need to buy a wireless keyboard and a wireless mouse thing. Touchpad? Like the magic ones? Well, just probably one of those. They have a wireless version. Oh. Just so I can, because then I could literally have the keyboard like on my lap. And then I could like, hit it and type and stuff. Because whenever we do all those stopping and starting stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. And I want to get the blue the blue MX Cherry switches. Oh, you want to be all clickety-clackety? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of do too. I tried them out at the Best Buy, and they're freaking awesome. <laughs> I was with Elias last time. So, yeah. My, oh, man. All my coworkers, um, they all found a really cool apple physical keyboard with the blue cherry switches it was pretty an minimal. apple keyboard it wasn't made by apple but it's oh it has the apple okay yeah mac okay. os keys okay yeah. and it seemed pretty interesting um it made the office way more annoying because <laughs> if you weren't wearing your headphones it's just constant <laughs> from five different people but <laughs> i freaking love that that's kind of fun i guess i mean they feel very responsive but i really like the uh what are the switches called on the Magic Keyboard? I really like the feel of them. They're, They're just the normal scissor switches. Scissor switch, yeah. yeah. I really like that switch. It feels really good. I want some a little more travel for recording stuff. For that makes reason. sense, I guess. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Um, so, I'll do the weather this time. This is the earliest we have ever recorded a podcast. That's true. It is. What time is it? Almost 4 p.m. It's almost 4 p.m., yeah. <laughs> Way to go for self-unemployed people. <laughs> uh, oh. We haven't talked about how I got fired. Yeah, we should probably talk about that, too. <laughs> I got fired from my job. They basically dissolved the QA department. Um, yeah, it was a real blast. I don't know how much I want to talk about it because I'm still hurt inside. I'm just kidding. I've been catching up on a lot of sleep, though, man. <laughs> Staying up till 4 in the morning, sleeping till 2 p.m. It's, it's living the dream, man. <laughs> Gosh. Anyway, the temperature is 37 degrees, and it feels like 31. Hmm. So much for spring. That nice. groundhog was wrong. <laughs> actually feels nice outside, It does feel that. nice. It's like actually feels like it's almost 50 degrees, but... Yeah, because it was also sunny. Allegedly. Isn't. So uh, how much do you know about Thomas Jefferson? Uh, embarrassingly, not enough. Not enough. So, I know probably more than the average person. I would assume so, because the average person knows basically the name. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> That's true. Probably don't even know which dollar he's on. Do you know which dollar he's on? No, I don't. So, dollar number one is George Washington. Yeah. Dollar number five is Abraham Lincoln. Dollar number 10. I thought he's on the penny. He's on the penny, too. Oh, he is? Okay. Yeah, he's with the $5 and the penny. So Thomas Jefferson is on, I believe, the nickel. Oh, yeah, okay. And that he's also good. on the $2 bill. The $2? Oh, okay, yeah. Actually, now that you say that, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure. sure. Yeah. Um, that is useless trivia from working at a bank. <laughs> that actually has nothing to do with how much I like Thomas Jefferson. No, so... so um, Thomas Jefferson is one of my personal heroes. He is an incredible person. 
he has just the most like amazing political views, like so good. And he has, he's just had a very good moral fiber, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a lot of, uh, personal like protection for his family if that makes sense he like defended his family above the nation but then the nation was his next priority and him and james madison basically created the nation as we know it because they wrote most of this stuff for us but anyway so brief history of thomas jefferson is he wrote the declaration of independence right everyone knows that and he helped and spoke with james madison a lot about the constitution and he ran for president the same time John Adams did. And Thomas Jefferson lost because John Adams was elected. He's like the third president or whatever. Um, I can't remember. But during that time, so John Adams and Thomas Jefferson became really close friends, even though they had basically opposite political views in a lot of cases. So John Adams liked the big federal government. He was a federalist. And he... Um, Thomas Jefferson was very much a sovereign state sort of guy. Like everyone should have their own rights. Everyone should have the, the, this, the feds should only be protecting that. Right. So good political views, right? (laughs) No big central government sort of thing. Um, so, uh, they gotten, obviously they're pretty nasty to each other. (laughs) Start out with John Adams, um, doing some political campaigns against Thomas Jefferson's character, um, including one which was starting, or not really necessarily a rumor, but exposing that Thomas Jefferson allegedly had children with one of his slaves that he inherited. And Thomas Jefferson never denied it. And modern DNA evidence has pointed that the family line that came from those slaves and Thomas Jefferson's family line have similar DNA. So... They definitely had a common ancestor at some point, but that's not necessarily proof that Thomas Jefferson was the father um, because there's a huge rumor that Thomas Jefferson took the brunt of that political attack because he wanted to protect his nephew, who was the actual father, which I personally believe that story. Like modern historians can like go shove it because... Like everything that they just come to that conclusion based on political attacks and the historical records and a bunch of other random things like that. But, you know, that's so long ago that word of mouth isn't particularly reliable. If that makes sense? Mm-hmm. I don't think. So, anyway, I, I bring this up because I actually got in a conversation with a Facebook friend a couple of weeks ago on this topic. He's reading uh, John Adams and uh, the book that's written by a John Adams fanboy. Um, which it's a good book. Um, he's also the guy that wrote 1776, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's a good book. It's on my list of books to read. Um, but he says the more he reads it, the more he likes John Adams, the more he despises Thomas Jefferson because of his poor moral character. And I, I read that and I was like, what the heck? Thomas Jefferson has a solid character. And then I did a bunch of research again, because I had done this before, but I did it again and refreshed my memory that... Yeah, it started with John Adams being a jerk. Thomas Jefferson responded in kind because they were political adversaries at the time. They destroyed their friendship over it and didn't talk for 12 years. And then some third-party guy was just like, it's a shame that these two people aren't friends anymore and started writing letters from the other person 
to the other one. <laughs> oh my God. <clears throat> so they both got letters. And then after like both, both kind of hinting at, Hey, like I kind of want to be friends again, but not really like lying or anything like that. Cause they both in their confidences had talked about how they missed their conversations with each other. And so eventually John Adams reached out to Thomas Jefferson. I believe I might have this backwards because it's a, such a stupid detail. But anyway, they started becoming friends again and they wrote until their literal dying day when they died within five hours of each other on the same day, July 4th. Goodness, I didn't know that. Yeah. So they both died on July 4th, like 1813 or something like that. Hmm. So within hours of each other. Pretty, pretty interesting. A really cool story from the founding about you know, overcoming qualms and and issues and bef- being friends with people in spite of a disagreement. But the problem that I have is that I was just like, poor moral character on this comment string. This is back when I was still arguing on Facebook. I, have, I haven't argued on Facebook for two weeks, I'll have you know. <laughs> anyway, um, we uh, I was just like, poor moral character, that's interesting, because Thomas Jefferson, I believe, is one of the best moral characters from the founding. Is my favorite founding father, and he is a very respectable person, has incredible beliefs. And his first response is, why didn't he free all his slaves? Oh and I was just like, okay, here's the thing. Thomas Jefferson is the one who set the, 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 that in motion to have Abraham, like Abraham Lincoln use Thomas Jefferson's speeches and quotes and stuff as part of his free the slaves movement, right? <clears throat> so I was just like, okay, here's the thing. And there, the historical record is that he believed, and he said this on numerous occasions, the reason why he didn't just free all the slaves is he believed that the current climate in the world, or in America at the time, was a death sentence if he fleed his slaves. Freed his slaves. Fleed his slaves. <laughs> so he, when he died, he did free two or three of them, um, but he, he had like 400 or something like that. A ridiculous high number because he was a wealthy guy that inherited a bunch of stuff from his uncles and parents and stuff. But he uh, he very very often spoke on on how every man is equal and that the slaves are also men and that they need to be freed and and then he'd also in his confidences say stuff like I can't free my slaves because they'll be murdered or they'll be lynched or they'll be killed for being free men and a bunch of other stuff like that so like I can completely understand why he didn't do it because I also also agree with him at that time the political climate was such that had they been free they would have been persecuted like crazy and i know that because that period of time being the wrong type of christian got you murdered (laughs) right from the history of our church right so i don't know uh how much like i'm trying to think of a way do you have any thoughts about that like that whole just based on my little introduction a ton um one thing that comes to mind is just the whole thought i don't know what it is about our current uh climate today and just sifting through history looking for dirt where it's just like <laughs> you can't you can't judge people in history based on today's standards and morals and like you you can but you can't condemn them for it yeah because yeah because like we have no idea we have no idea what living back then was like what the normal like what the Tons of norms, like we have enough, but we have an idea of what lifestyle decisions one would make, and the sort of like hygienic quality of life or the doctor quality of life and stuff like that. But 
actually understanding the subculture or the pop culture of the era, basically impossible. Yeah, especially for some something like so long ago. You know, it was like two hundred years. Um, so more than two hundred years now. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, <clears throat> it just I don't, like I can see why someone would take like be like, oh man, they should have done this sooner. But just to completely write off him as like a terrible person or whatever, just seems a bit ridiculous kind of harsh yeah and the the more i like read about his relationship with john adams the more i realized that like thomas jefferson and john adams were both jerks to each other during their political campaign right and so saying thomas jefferson was was a poor moral fiber simply because he participated in that is like it's like making fun of um any politician today because they have ads yeah. Like whatsoever. Like uh, politics in general is is harsh and it's mean and it's belittling. And politicians that do not participate in any way are never known because people feed off of negativity. Like that's how like marketing works now is you want something to go big, make it negative. But um the thing that like really bothered me, and it's it's kind of this this whole thing right now, and it's been happening for probably forty ish years, is that people are demonizing the founding fathers mm-hmm. in order to um, what's the word undermine the Constitution and the founding of America. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's like people call the founding fathers racist. Like, yeah, no, they weren't racist. They just lived in the culture of racists. <laughs> And I think most of them were, almost all of them were anti-slavery and spoke on it on it very often. Even the ones that owned tons of slaves, like George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, those two owned tons of slaves. But they tra- treated their slaves incredibly well. Um, some people say Thomas Jefferson only did that because he fathered their children. It's like, yeah, he had 500 slaves and he treated all of them good because he had kids with one of them, allegedly. I, it's just kind of ridiculous that that people, they, they just find the littlest flaw. In their mind, it's a flaw. And they don't look at any context. They don't look at any any of that. Like, There's hints of context that, that I guess what I'm just basically saying is when, when you're looking at history, you should be, and, and the negative things that happened, you shouldn't be looking at it with a very critical eye. You should be looking at it as a, they were trying to do their best eye because, I mean, the fruits of Thomas Jefferson's labors are apparent like we can talk about this openly and honestly and honestly we could drop the n-bomb if we wanted to because of their work not that we're going to but because of that like we have the freedom to do so or like recently um who was it there's an article recently in the uk like a teenager shouted some transgender like is she a he or a her about a transgender? And they were fined hardcore. And I'm just like, mind blown. No freedom of speech, obviously. Yeah. Like, it blows my mind. And then because of the Founding Fathers' intelligence and wisdom, right? Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, same thing. Just history. Like, context is hard. Context is everything, and it's hard to fully grasp context from history. Just because it's, you know. It's history. There's only I mean, some things that carry on. It's not like we had surveillance cameras and recordings everywhere to be able to piece things together perfectly like 4chan does today. But all we have is, like he said, she said, through journals passed down 
yeah. by generation by generation. Like maybe some official state documents, but it's not like like minutes from Congress, but it's not like they're following Thomas Jefferson home and going, did you sleep with your slave? <laughs> it's like, that's impo- it's like literally impossible to say whether he did or didn't because someone in his family did, but we don't know if it was him specifically. And there's rumors of him talking to a confidence that he was protecting his nephew. And I mean, but those are still just rumors. And personally, based on his character and how he acted most of his life, um, I believe it wasn't him because he loved his wife and his children. And then he just treated all his slaves equally and fairly. There's a similar uh, accusation against uh, George Washington to his neighbor or something. That was also, it's it's also rumors. Rumors, just rumors. And it's so frustrating to come across people who literally openly vocalize their hate for an individual based off of 200 plus year old rumors. (laughs) It's like, come on. Especially when that's coming from the perspective of a biased opinion on (laughs) someone's perceived enemy. Yeah. yeah. So recently, a little bit of background. The Church, um, Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, released a updated handbook for... So originally they had Handbook 1, Handbook 2. Handbook 1, anyone could read it. Handbook 2 was meant for leadership only. Um, You could find it and read it, and it's not like you're going to get in trouble for that, but it was mostly like, why do you need to read it? It's pointless. It's just policies for bishops and stuff. Yeah. So they rewrote... Big quotation marks here because they didn't actually change much. Um, They rewrote Handbook 1 and 2 into the general handbook and released it for anyone to read if they want to download the app and read it digitally. And it's digital only so they can update it easily. I'm sure you could probably find physical versions of it, but that's unnecessary. But they originally were planning to have the rewriting be done in 2022, but then they felt impressed. You know what? Let's just release the rewriting now. There's only like eight sections that have been modified, and then there's a ton of sections that say changes coming forthwith or here, mm-hmm. here, here to come, for come, whatever the word is. <laughs> How much do you know about the change? I know basically nothing. <laughs> I haven't looked into it at all, really. Like I saw, I got an email about it. I remember looking through it a little bit. Um, did BYU change their some of their honor code stuff at so, the same time? Because that's I'll the only that thing I like saw half a second. on Facebook was that. Yeah, I'll get to that in half a second. So the general handbook changed a lot of the wordings to be more kind, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. it's less policy, this is what happens, if this, then that sort of stuff to make it more on an individual one-by-one basis followed by the Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Which just, ah, uh, it's just amazing because, you know, that's the way the whole church has been founded on. But for some reason, the policies are very if this, then that. So one major thing that changed in the the, the handbook was um, – Acting on homosexual behavior, getting married, is no longer considered apostate. Um, It's no longer more severe than breaking the law of chastity by fornicating, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's now equal to that in that if you're acting on homosexual inclinations, you are just in a state of breaking the law of chastity, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And they also change the word, there's no such thing as excommunication anymore in the church, it is withdrawal of, church, of membership record. And then the other one is instead of being disfellowed, the disfellowshipment. So that that happens in some severe cases, not necessarily very severe, not like adultery or things like that, but 
um, equal sin things like that makes the church look bad or, or things like that. You get disfellowshipped, and all that means is basically you're restricted on you. You're so if you're a man, the use of the priesthood, you can't pray in public, like for church meetings, and you can't teach, you can't hold certain callings, a lot of callings. Um, so they changed that to. Um, I can't remember what it is, but it's not disfellowshipment anymore because they feel like that caused people to shun them. Because it's not about fellowship. It's about standing with the church and not mm-hmm. other members. So they wanted they, they changed that to something like undergoing church discipline or something like that. And it's not even yeah. that severe. It's not nicer than that. Um, so with these changes, <clears throat> um, the brethren instructed all CES schools, so BYU-Idaho, BYU-Hawaii, um, Pathway, Provo, the BYU-Provo, and then like LDS Business College, LDS Business College all of these church schools to, they updated their honor codes and removed the, the entire section on homosexual behavior. And they just summed it up with saying, like they kept it summed up to... Um, just this typical law of chastity stuff, like no sexual relations except in a marriage with a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> naturally, Twitterists and Provo took that to mean, oh my gosh, you can date as a gay person now. <laughs> and so like straight away, they took to the Twitter Twitter world and like there's, there's some pictures. I, c- I could probably, I don't know. Like my sister sent out some screenshots of tweets of some of these these uh some of these things. So there's like oh, there's yeah, people that's, tweeting stuff that's like the one this. I saw. There's another one. Like these are, are Twitter activists. Read the name of that tweet, maybe even the contents. <laughs> Basically it's just like <laughs> the, uh, the name of this person, not their Twitter handle, but their name that they've changed it to is Queer Liberation at BYU or Bust. I wonder what their bias is. Yes. And then the caption or the picture of two dudes kissing. If and then the caption is first gay kiss on BYU campus in the open air, now that the honor code can do nothing about it with a rock on sign. Also, this is just my best friend, but we're both very gay and very single. Which is just shattering the principles of the honor code because like <laughs> yeah. the, so the honor code office when they released the changes they said we're doing this to be more in line with the general handbook of the church and things will be worked on on a case by case basis and then when people started like flooding hey, this made national news like BYU changed the honor code to allow gays on campus because people didn't really understand what's going on like they graffitied the Brigham Young statue to have a rainbow c- cloak oh my gosh. and like all sorts of stuff so there is a um, there's a Twitter movement called Deseret Nation, and it's a Desnat is the hashtag, D E Z N A T, and I mean leftists in and out of the church alike absolutely hate the people who use it because they're far right extremists, all because like their mission is we're firm in our belief and we will not budge, and they're very conservative. Like they're not, I can't, can't really say very conservative. They're just conservative in general <laughs> and very firm in their beliefs. And so people hate them. But one of the guys has just started like live tweeting his process of figuring out, okay, what's going on? Did BYU just actually allow gay stuff on campus or are they, 
Um, are they just being silent about this because it's gotten real big? And so he approached the, 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 uh, honor code office and he was able to talk with someone. He actually named the person on the tweet. I'm not going to. Um, <clears throat> so he said the two, too long didn't read of this as gay stuff is okay on campus. No answer about not working towards marriage thing. The trustees have only approved the removal of the mention of the homosexual behavior in the code, not the interpretation of everything else by the honor code office, basically saying the honor code office has said, we will not act on, on individuals who like kiss and hold hands in public as homosexuals. And <clears throat> basically that gays are okay to do everything as long as they're not having sex. So, or getting married. So, um, he just went, okay, so the brethren's only instruction, the trustees, which are the brethren, their instruction was remove this from the, the honor code. And that was it. They, did, they didn't give any other instruction. And then the honor code went, okay, our understanding of the honor code then is that homosexual behavior is okay as long as they are not, you know, breaking the law of chastity as it is in the general handbook. But, um, huge but here. Uh, the general handbook, what, what, what the honor code basically says is following the principles of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. If you look into those principles, which is outlined in the new handbook, it basically says don't act on homosexual feelings. Like, that's, mm -hmm. that's not good. So um, this guy said, let me be very clear, though. The honor code did not confirm that the brethren had approved the changes and applications of this dating and public makeouts. If President Nelson comes out and okays everything, we'll have another conversation, but it is not the case right now. Which, yeah. So this is just like a mild a mild thing. I, I mostly wanted to bring this up because it kind of highlights the the issue that we have with modern social media right now where a very basic misunderstanding of something can lead to incredibly drastic things. Like, mm -hmm. like every national news outlet reporting that homosexual behavior is okay on campus when it's never been said it is. So, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing that I obviously don't understand because I am not gay and I don't go to BYU. So it's, <laughs> this is completely, completely uh, speaking about it from the sidelines. But the thing that jumped out to me is kind of this idea that um, I don't know. It's like these people are, are, are chomping at the bit, just waiting for literally any movement. Whatsoever. Yeah. And, and then, then as they, soon as it happens, it's like, ah, and they push as hard as they can to get it further than what they actually should be able to. Yeah. And <clears> it's <throat> like, yeah. it, I don't know. It just seems like instead of trying to do what's right, they're just like, trying to see how close to the line they can get yeah, without being evil. Yeah, without crossing it, I guess. Which, as we know, is the same. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It just, I don't know. I obviously don't know that much about this whole thing. I don't really know that many people in that community. Yeah, I so, don't know. I don't know. It's kind of hard, uh, hard to comment on. But, I don't know. It seems a little bit weird that, like, people, it seems past the line to be like, Kissing and being like proud to be able to kiss graffitiing statues. Yeah, it's just, it's just like eh, that's weird, but it's it's just this this mentality of 
a perceived victimhood. Which, yeah. I mean, and partially, I'm sure there is some victimization of these people. These individuals are probably being persecuted to some degree, which these changes will help address, mm-hmm. right? But th- it doesn't help when they act like they've been literally curb stomped <laughs> their whole lives over this one issue when they chose the school they went to. They are studying there. Right. They know the honor code that they're agreeing to live by. Like the whole purpose of the honor code isn't to obey the commandments or you don't, you aren't allowed at the school. Like the purpose of the honor code is to have a student body that presents a certain image. Like that's the whole reason why beards aren't allowed there. Like is because they like the image of a clean, clean cut men at the school and modest women at the school. So that's why BYU Idaho even has a stricter dress code. Like you can't wear flip flops or shorts or shorts. And, like, I have no problem with that. I don't go there. I mean, I do. I'm an online student, so I've had a beard and worn flip-flops while taking a test. (laughs) But, like, you don't have to go there. There are cheaper alternatives. Like, you could do what I did. Pathway is cheap, and, I mean, you agree to follow the honor code. But, like, I've talked to people while having a beard at the school who are like, oh, yeah, you're an online student. doesn't matter. I'm not going to report you for that. And stuff like that. Like, it's it's not – it just really – it's like that – there's like this meme. I, I don't remember it, but it's uh, where what it, what it exactly says. But it's basically someone is like, you're an evil person. I hate you. Go somewhere else. And then you go somewhere else and create your own group. And they're like, why are you excluding me? <laughs> and then they come and join your group. And they're like, I hate this. This needs to be changed. And then, oh, if you don't like these changes, go start your own thing. And it's just this over and over again, right? Yeah. So, like, BYU has its own rules. It has its own things. And they're like, holy cow, why are you excluding me? And then they go there. And they're like, these things need to change. <laughs> it's just this stupid process that the left goes through over and over again of they see something that they envy and they want it. So they go and get it. And then they don't realize that the thing that they envied was that way because of the rules. And so they change the rules. And then they get mad when people leave. It's just um, really frustrating to me. But the Honor Code Office eventually, like a couple days after things had calmed down just a little bit, released a statement where they said, People that leave the office, Honor Code Office, and convey that we have implied that the Lord is now okay with homosexual people kissing, holding hands, and dating, they are not being honest. We haven't said anything of that kind. We haven't said it is fine. he is fine with it. We haven't said that he is against it. We have simply said that as far as the university is concerned, they will not face any repercussions. It isn't the job of the honor code office to interpret doctrine. The entire point of the less prescriptive approach the church is attempting to implement is to teach people correct principles and let them govern themselves. The honor code is not the only code of contact Latter-day Saints should be accountable to. They are also accountable to the words of the prophets, but it is not the university's job to interpret doctrine. I really liked that because I read that and I was just like, okay, that's great. Like, there's still that method of ecclesiastical endorsement in order to be a BYU student. So this basically mm-hmm. leaves it in the hands of the bishops to determine whether or not someone could go to BYU and act out, right? So it's very interesting to me that this has just been such a big deal for a lot of people. Like, Because you, you read the new honor code and you're like, wow, that's an interesting change. And then when you actually try to read the context of what's going on, it's not that big of a deal. Nothing has changed. It's just the location of the wording is somewhere else. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of wanted to bring it up mostly 
because I just wanted to highlight just how freaking obnoxious Twitter and social media is at blowing things so far out of proportion that literally people are endangered from violence from it. Because I guarantee that if these people had seen you in person and you disagreed with them, someone would get violent. I don't know. It's just obnoxious. Yeah. It does sound obnoxious and I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. Nothing. Give it two weeks like CGP Grace says about most mass big news and nothing oh, yeah. happens. <laughs> Maybe I should start doing that. Stop reading news until two weeks or a week after it happens so that things can temper it, become temperate. I had no idea. It was such a big thing. I saw like one someone share that like a post about it on Facebook. <laughs> Like a, an article or something, and that's literally it. That's all yeah. I've heard. <laughs> like I, I posted a little something where I talked about, like I listed the changes, what the current honor code is, and what the church's policies that the honor code references say. And it's just like nothing changed, guys. Like it's literally the same. It's just in the church handbook now instead of the honor code handbook. Based on the waveforms, I have been talking 90% of the time. <laughs> You have to get ready to talk more. <laughs> I know. It's now interview time, right? <laughs> yeah, I got a couple questions. Okay, so for you guys who have been longtime listeners, our longtime listener, because <laughs> I'm sure we only have one, uh, a couple weeks ago, a couple, it's probably months ago, actually. Um, Back in December. Yeah, Josh was considering switching to the iPhone um, for couple of reasons that we'll probably talk about again today and so since that has happened he has indeed switched to the iphone yes, um, indeed. so i want you to the first question is what did you buy <laughs> and secondly <laughs> is uh what were your like uh, brief uh reasons so i'm gonna go over my decision making pr- process just of of what, how i chose which iphone to get right yeah go for it so <clears throat> Originally, all I wanted was a cheaper one to just have on the side to get used to it to see if I could make the plunge and buy a good one. So I was looking actually for a while back when I first got my MacBook. Um, I was looking at an iPhone Seven for like 150 bucks, mm-hmm. just something super cheap, and like it was a phone design that I actually liked because the home button was tact wasn't tactile anymore. It was just like the yeah yeah. I, I liked yours when you had it, but you kept saying like. Oh, that's so old and stuff like that. And I was just like, oh man, it's like, you got to get the gestures one. So like the process went from that to maybe I should see if I can trade my current phone for an iPhone and then iPhones hold the value. So if I end up hating it, sell it, get another Android. Mm -hmm. And so eventually, um, I realized that no one was in their right mind. Like, just no one was going to trade because people who are selling iPhones have a better iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) Or they already have the replacement phone and they just want to get rid of the iPhone that they had. Yeah. And I wasn't going to trade my Galaxy Note 10 for a five year old iPhone. Yeah, no, totally. To make it a quote unquote good deal for the iPhone person. So I started looking into maybe I should just. Like says I, I got financing on my MacBook. I figured I could put it on that special financing and just get no interest for eighteen months or whatever, and get myself like a refurbished iPhone XS. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like seven hundred something bucks, and I almost did that. Like it was in my cart, my bag, because Apple <laughs> oh, yeah, is all Apple fancy. Uses a bag. <laughs> 
was in my bag. And then I realized that once you get the financing, after 30 days, you don't get special financing anymore ever since the oh, Apple card comes out. Yeah. So I was like, hmm, I can't do that anymore. Yeah, because you'd be paying interest on it. So I realized if I was going to do it, I would have to sell my phone to someone else who wanted it and then buy and be without a phone until I could buy an iPhone. But I could only get maybe five, six hundred bucks for my now ten, which is two hundred dollars more than I paid for it, by the way. Because <laughs> if you can hear that, um, <clears throat> so I, uh, I was just randomly just like, "Hey Nate, you want to go to the Apple Store <laughs> one day?" <laughs> I I wanted to just look at the phones and see which which one I wanted. I knew I wanted to. I don't know. I was I was completely undecided of what I was going to get. It was probably going to be some one of the things and do the upgrade plan because it would be monthly installments, no interest for two years or whatever. Yeah. So we got there and I felt the phone. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Can I do this today? <laughs> it's just total impulse. And this is just, I thought I was making like a terrible financial decision because I had just lost my job like a oh, week yeah. prior. <laughs> I thought it was like the worst financial decision ever, but it's actually put more money in my pocket now because my first payment's not due until the, f- until like two months later. Oh yeah. Oh, and you sold your phone. And I sold my phone for a profit off of what I had paid for it. So I had instant $500 cash or whatever for me to work with while I'm looking for another job and waiting for like unemployment to kick in and stuff like that. Oh gosh. <laughs> Just because I think unemployment is morally wrong doesn't mean I think that you can't take advantage of it if it's there. (laughs) Anyway, I know I've talked about that in the past. Anyway, um, so when we got there, I was just like, I'm just going to get the Pro, the 11 Pro, (laughs) because it has a wide-angle lens, which I wanted. Yeah, wide-angle's cool. And it's nice... And it's only like forty bucks a month plus Apple Care, so fifty bucks a month starting in two months. And so, yeah, I, I, I did it and sold my Note Ten within like a week, and it's been pretty good. Nice. He also got the. Uh, so when he originally bought a MacBook, it was the rose gold version, which has slowly been growing on me. And so he got the gold iPhone, which is also growing on me. And uh, I think I may have to get it for my next phone because it's. It's nice. It's pretty. Makes makes sense that I uh, go to BYU. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, okay, so <clears throat> you've only had it for like... About three weeks. Yeah, three-ish weeks. So I guess a couple questions. Just these are going to be kind of basic. But yeah. uh, what what are you liking about the phone? And what are you disliking about the phone? I mean, iMessage is great, but is great. It's, it's not like, I having switch, made the Switch now, it's not like completely worth the Switch just for iMessage. Yeah. And I, I've, I've met people that have done it just for iMessage, and if you're going to do that, you'll be disappointed. Because, I mean, iMessage is great. Don't get me wrong. It's great. But I had Google Chat before, the RCS messaging, which is basically iMessage with less features. And so... I had like full resolution images and stuff like that. So like that wasn't like a huge improvement. Um, Red receipts are better on iMessage than they were on Google chat 
because it actually, like, you can see it says red on it. Yeah. Instead right. of having to click the message and see red. <laughs> Just little things like that. Um, hmm. I'd say probably my favorite thing is face, face ID. Oh, yeah. That's what it's called, right? Face ID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's my favorite thing because it's ridiculously okay. Battery life, too. Let's be honest. <laughs> Battery life is really good on the 11 Pro. Like, I, I'm at 40% at the end of the night. Wow. That's and, like, pretty good. It's really good. And before I'd have to charge my Note 10, like uh, two or three hours before bed. Yeah. A little it's bit. Because they got rid of 3D Touch, just put batteries in there. <laughs> Which is great. That was a good decision because I don't think I would have ever used 3D Touch. Yeah. But um, it's uh, just the general feel of the phone is, I, I feel, even though, okay. So my favorite thing is just the general feel of the phone. It feels smoother. It feels quicker. It feels it lasts longer. Things just the general how it works as a general phone. My least favorite thing is the antenna in it. Oh, I have uh, well at home. I have worse T-Mobile service uh, than on my Note 10. Like significantly worse. Where if I'm not using Wi-Fi, I can't make phone calls. It, really? like, it like cuts out and. In my bedroom, at least. And that's where I take most of my like phone calls for interviews and stuff. So I have to be connected to Wi-Fi. Hmm. And we're having issues with Wi-Fi because too many people are connected. So <laughs> when I, like the first first phone call I got, it, it, it like dropped like three times. And I was like, what the heck? This isn't just going to be what happens all the time. Yeah, that's annoying. And then you know things have been fine since then because... Yeah, I don't know. I have better service at church, though. And like that used to be like a dead zone on my last phone. And then you can't use the Wi-Fi because it's the Wi-Fi and everyone's using it. Yeah. So like I can actually look at memes in church, which isn't a good thing. <laughs> but when I'm there for like FHE and stuff, I can actually look stuff up. Oh, yeah. That's and I nice. can actually like do stuff. So it's That's like better weird, service. Actually. It I is wonder, weird. I wonder why it, that is. It, it, it's probably because the antenna location for the different wavelengths is in different spots because hmm. it's using it's not using a Snapdragon. And Snapdragon yeah. has their own modem and it's set up a certain way. I'm sure the Apple Ionic or whatever it's called. Um, yeah, I Bionic? Know. I don't remember. The A10, A19 or A12 or A13 or whatever it is. It's in the <laughs> iPhone 11. That chip probably has a different configuration of where the antennas are. Oh, yeah. And so certain bands are certain bands, right? Yeah. But um, that answer your question. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I just rambled forever. About yeah, it. no, that works. Uh, okay. How? Okay, so when I Jeez. originally talked about, uh, what'd you say? Cheese. You said queso. Okay, <laughs> when I originally talked about like the five things that I liked about uh, <clears throat> oh, yeah. iOS. That was last episode, wasn't it? I think it was two episodes two ago. Two episodes ago. One of the things I mentioned was that I really like the apps. Um, so I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> I think you like, already know. <laughs> like what you're, what, like you've tried downloading apps, I'm sure. I mean, yes. it's been three weeks. So you've downloaded them, you've tried something. Like which apps are you finding that you're enjoying? Are they terrible? Like what's so, the comparison between the two? And I'll just say that. I've only had two games on my phone. I'll bring up games oh, yeah, first. Your golf one? My golf one is the funnest mobile game I've ever played on, <laughs> on any phone. Like, period. Mm. I have, when I'm bored, I just play it and it's super chill and it's super fun and it's super dumb because it's just a dumb mobile game. But for some reason, it's just a lot of fun because I've always liked like 2D mini golf stuff. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. 
Um, recent menu switching between apps is super fast. Like there's no that like on Android when you use the resets recents, you can tell whether or not an app is well developed because of how quick it will snap back. Oh yeah. So like Google Apps, you can switch back and forth between them. Like there's nothing going on, I and mean, it's just beautiful. Um, and then you'll go to like a third party like Facebook and it's just like has, has a small seizure and then it reloads everything and you're just super mad at it. Yeah. Um, ironically, that's not that big of an issue on the iPhone either. Like Facebook is actually a slightly better experience on iPhone. Um, in general, all apps are Google apps. I hate them now cause they're, <laughs> they're developed the Google way on iPhone. Yeah. So instead of like swiping the edge to go back, you have to hit the stupid back button, the top left, which I hate doing yeah. cause it's, way up there (laughs) um but like every other app is amazing and so like you recommended i use spark for email and Mm -hmm. that's my favorite email client i've ever used now yeah it's really nice it's i would rather look up emails on my phone now than on gmail.com on my computer yeah which is nice yeah because they also have the mac app which i use yeah yeah so I, i really like that so apps in general um indie apps in general are better developed probably because they're not Java <laughs> or or bad Kotlin. Yeah. And just in general, indie apps are smoother and quicker, probably because most of the development process is made easy in Swift yeah. for stuff like that. Um, let's see if there's anything else that I want to say about apps. They're fetching expensive when they're cost. <laughs> There's there's one they app are. that was free on Android, and it's like fifteen bucks on iOS. <laughs> really? Yeah, what I can't remember. It? I don't, can't remember what it was, oh, but I remember looking it up right away and going, "I can't use this." <laughs> <laughs> or like Dark Skies is actually more expensive on Android because it's a subscription. Subscription, it's like three bucks a oh, year yeah. or something. And on iOS, it's just you pay five bucks once and it's yours. Hmm. And that's the weather app of I love so. That's how I got the weather today. <laughs> oh yeah, oh man, dark sky. Yeah, dark sky. It's good stuff. Beating me over the head with dark sky. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. so one more uh, would be: Is there any either app or feature that you wish would come to iOS that you miss from Android? Because it's kind of like a general knowledge that Android is more open, more you know feature. Uh, loaded, I guess, and iOS is a little bit more polished, but obviously, like, not quite as full featured. And, and if I could open. get rid of all shortcuts on the home screen, I would. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, I have like six folders now. One that's like utilities, one's media, one's like this and that, communication, entertainment, stuff like that. So it's like almost the same way I used it on Android, but I really like being able to see my nice background. Yeah. And so having it look like my nice background with 2007 on the front is kind of <laughs> annoying because like the iPhone hasn't really changed their home screen since 2007. I knew this would bug me when I came. Yeah, and it's not that big of a deal because it's it's fine. Like it's fine. I'm okay with that. Um, another thing is, I really wish the Apple keyboard made punctuation just a hair easier because mm. my password is lead speak. So it goes back and forth between numbers and letters pretty oh, often. Yeah. And having to hit that extra key takes time, especially mm-hmm. if I'm doing one, one-handed mode is the only time it bothers me. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I'll have to hit like an O and then the number key, the zero, and then the number key again. 
Like, it would be nice if... I mean, two-handed mode, it's fast and easy, and I can't complain about that, but one-handed mode, it's frustrating to have to type my password in one-handed. Um, but that's not, like, a huge deal, because there are third-party keyboards, except for passwords. Um, but I don't know. I wonder if they ever... <clears throat> so I've recently acquired an iPad, and mm. they have the little, like, gray icons above the ones, like the the back of the keyboard ones, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like on Android keyboards where it has, like, the main key, and then there's, like, and then another there's, like, the little... side one where if you push and hold that key, it'll do the other button. Yeah. So they have the same thing on the, on the yeah. iPad keyboard, except instead of holding it, you just swipe down. Um, so if you need to do numbers, you can just you can change it. But if it's on one the, number, the you can letters. just yeah, you can just swipe down on the on the key. I don't think that'll come to iOS because it's those keys are bigger on the iPad. That's true. So it would be movement. a little bit a little bit. Oh, also there is a swipe keyboard on the on iOS, so maybe or I on mean the iPhone. This the basic keyboard has glide typing, and I'm happy for that. Yeah, I wonder I wonder if the iPad has glide typing. I don't know or swipe keyboard. I don't know. Yeah, I'll I don't have to know. try it. Let's see. Any other features? Um, pretty much all the features I use regularly on Android, there's a version on iOS that's comparable or better in some cases. Um, How are notifications? Because I remember you... Initially, I hated them. <laughs> like, initially, they drove me insane that you, like, get, like, especially when I had just all my emails coming in because I used the default mail app. And there's like 13,000 notifications for uh, email. Yeah. And I'd like tap on it. And instead of going to the app to, to clear the notifications or expanding on that notification like it does on Android sometimes, it's just like, here's 1,000 more notifications for you to look at. <laughs> and then you have to individually either swipe all of them away or just one at a time. Um, clearing notifications is my least favorite thing because if you swipe right, it'll just open the notification. If you mm-hmm. swipe left, it'll open a menu and then you hit the clear button. I wish swiping left just cleared it. And then they could do like a swipe to the left and hold to bring up that menu. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what Android does is you swipe to the left or to the right and hold and it brings up the menu. And then you can just swipe to get rid of. Dismissing notifications is easy. Um, I'm actually really liking not having a notification bar with all the stupid icons to huh. show me what they're, what they're Initially, it made me miss notifications because I, I didn't realize how much I relied on that. But the way badges works so well compared to how it is on Android. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that. Like on Android, they have notification dots is what they call and they put a little dot next to the icon if the app supports it. And then on iOS, literally if there's an, like almost every app supports badges and as much fun as it is to see 13,000 badges, (laughs) like being able to just get rid of badges for a specific app is kind of nice. I mean, you, you can have that, but dots on Android suck compared to badges. They're not very visible. They change color based on the app. Um, really? <clears throat> at least they did on Samsung. That's interesting. Um, yeah, on iOS, they're all just bright red. Um, if they're that in menus, drive me crazy. Yeah, if they're in menus, they still show up on the folder, if that makes sense, on iOS. On Android, I can't remember if they did or they didn't. I suspect they didn't, unless hmm. you open the folder and saw the dot. So I missed a bunch of badges on, on Android dots. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what you're saying is like, on iOS, if you have a folder with apps in it, you still see you the notification. The thing. folder itself has an aggregate number of all the dots yeah. added for every app inside there. Yeah, and yeah, I like yeah. that. Um, the notification pane being the exact same thing as the lock screen is awesome. 
like that is awesome. Like swipe down and it's the same screen that it shows up when you're locked. So there's no, there's no confusion between them. Like an Android, you, your lock screen is 100% separate from your notification, Mm. your notification window. So when you unlock the phone, you pull down your notifications. And so that's like your natural workflow is unlock phone, pull down. And then on iOS, you just look at your phone, and there it is because it face IDs you right away, and then you see your notifications. That's yeah. really nice. And Control Center being separate from the notification pane, I really like. Um, I wish it was on the other ear, though. Instead of the top yeah. right, I wish it was the top left because my habit is to swipe down from that corner to get to my notifications. Um, which isn't a big pain. It's just I have to move my thumb over a little bit and sometimes hold my phone a little differently. But I don't have the big one because I'm not basic. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, iPhone, the big iPhone. The only imagery that I have in my mind is like a chick with massive fake fingernails swiping on it. <laughs> yeah. I can't really reach the whole screen ever. Yeah, and then clickety clacky with their fingernails. Um, so yeah, the notification pain. Big one. Being the lock screen is really nice, and having shortcuts to the camera is how I get to the camera always, oh, yeah. and the flashlight there is fine. Um, I use that flashlight thing all the time. <laughs> yeah, I do too, so far. Man, I remember back in the day when you had a flashlight app. Oh, really? It was third party, oh and you had to like open up the app and then tap the on button. It was just like the worst thing ever. There was um, So when Android first built in flashlight support, um, there were apps that were just like beefy for flashlights. Like you could have strobe lights. You could, Dang. on some, you could control that, like the two-tone flash. Oh. You mm-hmm. could control which one was on. So back on my LG G3, um, I could make it either be the yellow one or the white one or both. And that was pretty cool back then, but so useless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. <clears throat> My overall opinion switching over is they're so comparable to each other that it really comes down to preference or, in my case, like privacy, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's – I I, if someone says one is better than the other, I'll I'll be just like, "Eh, it depends on what you want from your phone. Like if you're going to be using your phone to do more than just phone stuff, like programming on it or – like as my dad does, he sometimes does bash scripting on it. Like get an Android, because <laughs> yeah. the iPhone, I mean, can do using the shortcuts app some SSH commands, but like it's it's really down to preference. And really, if you're using certain features, um, it really depends on just your habits. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hopefully in a month from now you don't totally hate it and then have to sell it and buy a new phone and whatever. But yeah, that's not going to happen because <laughs> the AirPods and the continuity is actually really awesome. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, Google, I, I really like having a dedicated app for messaging instead of using a tab on Chrome for the Google's version. Oh, yeah. Um, and then just I used continuity last night while applying for jobs. Like I look them up on my phone and then pull them up in Safari on my laptop. That was great. I love that. And then being able to switch my AirPods back and forth because I got AirPods too because I'm bad with money. <laughs> being able to, and I sold my Galaxy Buds, so it's okay. I, uh, going back and forth between my phone and the laptop with just really quickly with the click of the mouse or whatever is really nice. Yeah, it's just what I get out of my phone 
is perfect for me. Yeah. Like I fit in the window. The one that the only feature that I use all the time is the copy and pasting between devices where you just copy on one device and just hit paste on the other device. And really it, useful for passwords. I'm, <laughs> let me tell you, Yeah, I've done that a few times. <laughs> I use that feature all the time. And honestly, it works really well, at least it for does. me. I don't know. Maybe I'm jinxing it, but yeah, it's it like from now on, it's going to copy and paste, but backwards. <laughs> yeah, <Just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we should probably wrap up. I don't know how long we've been going, but it's true. So yeah, if you like privacy, switch to iOS because it tells you when people use your location (laughs) repeatedly. Well, let's wrap it up here. Your turn for the weather. Okay, it says the current weather is 37, feels like 30. Oh, let's see if I can correct that. (laughs) 38 feels like 32. I'm just kidding. I'm going to have to just just start using Dark Sky. I mean, I I can use the Dark Sky stars, yeah. Yeah. But uh, they have something called super forecasting. Yeah, maybe eventually we'll have to get into like the deep down roots as to why I switched and how much I hate Google now. I think we mentioned it a little bit in the past episode, but... It's not, it wasn't like, I mean, that was the reason I switched. Yeah. We can, yeah, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about it eventually. I don't want to talk about it for a while because I've had to deal with enough people getting getting on my case for switching. <laughs> That's true. Gosh, <laughs> let me tell you what. <laughs> anyway, well, I'll see you next time.